0: you think that watching netflix between 10 and midnight is rejuvenating and it's not rebuilding you like maybe mentally maybe it's helping you shut like power down and all of that and kind of like get out of your own head because tv helps me get out of my own head for sure yeah so this is a struggle for me but making sleep a priority i think understanding the value of it might help you to make it a priority
1: Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.
0: Hey hey! I'm so <laughs> excited for this episode today. Really? Yes, we're going to talk about sleep. I and feel it's like it's my jam. It's well, actually, getting sleep quality. <laughs> so I'm, we're doing this episode that I have, so that I have to listen to all of my own advice because <laughs> I know better. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a struggle for me for sure. So this is me kind of going through things that I work through, and then things that I work through with my clients. Um, to prioritize sleep because I don't prioritize sleep. I prioritize work. I prioritize family. I prioritize everything food. Else. I prioritize <laughs> everything over sleep. Um, And it, it it wrecks me. And it sneaks up on most people. Like, yeah. And it's a t- bigger factor to. in my inflammation and metabolism than I'd like to admit. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So we're going to chat about sleep. But first, I want to know mm. um, what's up
1: with you. Oh, yeah. What's up? What's up? Okay. So what's interesting is... So Paxton's EE, eosinophilic esophagitis, if I haven't said it enough already. <laughs> um, he, he um, It's an autoimmune condition having to deal with his esophagus and it has to be monitored very closely. It's a disease that has to be, um, it can only be diagnosed through biopsy and literally counting the eosinophils. So you have to go in and like physically biopsy each option. So it's kind of a big deal when his doctor gives us a break because we were seeing him every... He was having uh, scopes done every three to four months, um, the first year and a half that he was diagnosed. And we got our first six-month break because he was in remission, the last two scopes. And he said, let's give you guys a six-month break and we'll see you in July. That was in January and we were like, or February. And I was like, six months? Really? Six months? Okay. And he was like, things have been going well. I, I think we need to test, you know, how long we can go without seeing each other, see how he does. So, our appointment's tomorrow, and I'm so excited to kind of report in and see, because he's a DO, so he likes to examine him. He wants to touch and feel. He can tell him, you know, we can have a lot of conversations about his bowel movements, a lot of conversations about a lot of things, uh, and kind of his quality of life, and kind of see where he's at. And I recently had been plugging in more to the EE community that's on Facebook to, kind of see what was out there because I don't know anyone else personally. I know one other person who has EE and they don't live here. <laughs> so it feels lonely, even though I know there's a, there's more a diagnosis is happening all the time. I just wanted to see what was out there and I did not realize how fortunate we are. And uh, it at first made me insanely grateful. And then it made me scared and then About what could happen? Yeah. And then it made me paranoid. <laughs> made me like stare at him and like, he's clearing his throat a lot. Like, you know, it's like, because there's a lot of little, little symptoms that can lead to pretty serious stuff that if you can't get it under control, you end up having to be on external food bags and like no. el- elemental formula. And I'm no. just like, oh, I just, uh, I can't, I can't. <laughs> and some of the things that people go through on EE is just honestly life altering and so to it's a huge celebratory moment for us to be six months between appointments that's so awesome i'm so congrats thanks i know i'm so so excited care of your babies thank you It's, it's Man, sure's a roller coaster. Parenting by itself is a roller coaster, and then oh you add God. an autoimmune condition to your child, and it's just a whole different I, ballpark. Honestly, I can't even imagine. I can't. It's it's a it's a huge challenge emotionally for me, I think, and so I have to celebrate the moments. Like we just spent six months out of the doctor's office. Heck yes. Mm. Boom. So we'll see what he says tomorrow, but we're gonna find out when we scope next, which I imagine will be in August. Uh, but that'll be a six month between scoping Scopes as well. Wow, which is bonkers for us. So it's a good celebratory moment. So That is. Yeah, and right before we travel, so that'll be kind of fun, feel like we're celebrating big time. <laughs> That's awesome. So what about you? What's up with you? Oh, I have a
0: date night coming up. Ooh, well, date then, night. My husband and I are so bad. We we take time like separate because the other one can handle hanging out with the toddler and whatever. And I have plenty of childcare and like a lot of my job is I can weave self care into my job. Yeah, I don't always, but I can, and like <laughs> me time and time with my friends and whatever. Um, Sometimes it all feels the same. Me yeah, time, I mean, for time. I, yeah, which <laughs> work. is one of the many reasons why I love what I do. Mm-hmm. But uh, but we're very bad at like the like official. Let's go out on a date date night. And this week in two days, we are going to. Um, the david ramirez concert Ooh. and he's kind of like like folky um rock Ooh, very good Sounds fun mostly acoustic he does outdoor venue? like indoor huh? venue outdoor indoor venue um it's indoor it's at um the old church in portland oh. old church concert hall cool yeah and then uh we got a hotel room oh that's so, so we're gonna fun. go and Portland we live near Portland just east and it's about like probably like a 40 45 minute drive in so it's just like we just get to go enough. we're gonna have an overnight date so we don't have to like rally and get home that's so nice super late and then try to like Rare, be a whole people the next day yeah. my husband does have to work the next day but I get to stay and sleep in. (laughs) Are you guys taking two cars? Yeah, we have to because we're. we're, That was the other piece of it too. To for our thought process to get a hotel room. My husband works in Portland during the summer, Mm. and so I I will be traveling in. He'll be traveling in from a different place. We're gonna meet in the middle, and we're gonna go to the like go to the concert, and then kind of part ways. But I get to spend like the entire day. On Thursday, like in my happy place, like I'm gonna be in Portland. I'm gonna take myself to brunch. Oh, I'm gonna have like a Cassie day, like myself.
1: Day. Good, good. Um, and
0: then we have an event that night. So yes,
1: I know. I'm excited. I get to see you, and it was kind of serendipitous. You'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be in Portland. I know. So. That's exciting. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a big conversation that needs to be had more often. Is like it ebbs and flows, where you take care of yourself and then you don't, and then and then you do something you know get out there go to your concert i love that you're staying in a hotel because i can just like that's a, like take a responsibility. huge stress yeah. yeah well and we can go
0: imbibe a little bit and not worry about driving anywhere yes which mm-hmm. we don't do if we're, if we're imbibing so good and it's it's uh, cost prohibitive to get an uber from portland to where i live so so wait <laughs> does this mean you're gonna get a good night's sleep oh i hope so ah let's talk about that sleep <laughs> So today, I'm going to go through some of my tips for sleep, and then Jen has a couple of questions that she wants mm-hmm. to pose as well. Um, this is Cassie's room. Again, she you guys, a like, lot. precursor to all of this, caveat to all of it, is that I get it. I struggle with the same things. Like, I need to work on all of these things as well. I'm not coming from a place where I have all this dialed at all, and that's okay. Like, that there Like, okay. there are seasons in life
1: Yes. Um,
0: but I'm also noticing that, like, I need to get it dialed if I want to be able to do those other things well. Yeah. Right? So, and operate on the level that I want to.
1: Mm-hmm. Checking in with yourself. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, I, I think it's an interesting thing for me because I think we have these times in life where we go into hustle mode. And for me, I'm, like, treating every day like hustle mode. Like, every day. I noticed. So-
1: <laughs> for all hustles.
0: Sweet. So, so... I need to like ebb and flow with that a little bit more and check in with myself a little bit better. And I feel like this, I say that every week in some way, like check in with myself in a different way. So maybe this is like
1: concept of 2019 (laughs) because
0: 2018 is over half over at this point. Well,
1: you're, you're, you're Um, learning in 2018 and executing in 2019. Sure. Yeah. Maybe maybe. (laughs) I think I need to execute
0: before then, but (laughs) yeah. So my first tip, and this is something I need to hear right now, um, to improve and just optimize your sleep is to actually make sleep a priority not just like a thing that we like have to do to get from day to day because that's what i do mm-hmm. i'm like oh i have to sleep i actually kind of dread it a little bit
1: because, because so much to do.
0: And- because i'm just like oh i can't be pro-. and then i'm like oh i'm not productive anymore i just need to go to bed anyway mm-hmm. um but being awake is actually a catabolic state so it breaks down your body catabolism oh. happens when you're awake oh. and sleep is anabolic so it builds you up and sleep oh, is actually like the most elevated anabolic state that there is so it heightens growth reju- rejuvenation um you get improvement in your immune skeletal muscular systems like sleep rebuilds you and helps with aging <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> by the way <laughs> Um, Obviously So like That's like your rest time Your truly rebuilding time Like you think that Watching Netflix Between 10 and midnight Is rejuvenating And it's not rebuilding you Like maybe mentally Maybe it's helping you shut, Like power down And all of that And kind of like Get out of your own head Because TV helps me Get out of my own head For sure Yeah So this is a struggle for me But making sleep a priority I think
1: understanding The value of it Might help you To make it a priority Yeah I think that uh, I have a question about this too, actually. This is, so talk about it being anabolic as it builds you up. Is that a full system? Like you've talked about it being immune, skeletal, muscular. Is that also dealing with your brain? Absolutely. Yeah. Because I know that it can, but I've watched Lucy go through some pretty frustrating sleep patterns in the last... Gotten really bad over the last month. We've had really good five days. I was updating Cassie about it on her drive over here because that's how we try to get in our headspace. And I was letting her know that you know it was it's been really tough because she hasn't been getting restful sleep, and it's been difficult for me as a mom because she wakes up a lot. I'm talking like every few hours. She was like, I don't think she ever really went into a full REM cycle, and she was waking up with like night terrors. And it was difficult for me to understand how to help her, and finally, working with her natural path, we we finally have a nice system that's working out for her. And I can see it in her during the day, mm-hmm. of how that's affecting her um, emotional state, how it's affecting her ability to cope with problems. Yep. And it seems so simple, and it is sometimes. Well, that that build-up stage is a whole
0: body experience. So it helps to like, it fortifies your immune system. It will help balance your hormones. It mm. boosts your metabolism. It increases your energy Aha. Um, and improves the function of your brain. Wow, overall. that just
1: described Lucy to a T. The last five days, that's all the improvements right. we've seen in
0: her. <laughs> um, and you know the brain the. Pineal gland is what's responsible for producing melatonin. So there's a lot of, you know, regulation of sleep happens with aid from the brain. Like this is, you know, it's an important cascade that can happen. Mm, so, okay. um, you know, getting that rest can be incredibly important. Yes, for brain function, for sure. Emotional cool.
1: health, all of it. Yeah. So something else that I've been curious about is you were talking about melatonin production. And how does how does our daytime function affect how so like sunlight things we're doing during the day how does that affect our ability to sleep yeah so
0: again this kind of goes back to melatonin production so you you produce melatonin melatonin is produced in the pineal gland um, in your brain and it sends a signal to regulate your entire sleep and wake cycle
1: Oh, um, so the, the production
0: and, and secretion of melatonin is very powerfully affected by light exposure, by oh. photoperiod.
1: Oh, interesting. So, is sunlight? that just UV
0: light? Uh, not necessarily. Okay, it's it's k- tons of different spectrum of light, mm. like UVA, UVB for sure. Um, blue light heavily a lot about that heavily affects sleep. So, which is our screens? Um, sunlight provides the natural spectrum of light, which we know. Um, but we need it to help coordinate a cycle of melatonin production. So ideally we mm. have higher cortisol in the morning and lower melatonin and then vice versa. They flip at night and you've got lower cortisol production um, and and more melatonin production. So, so they
1: work. So if your cortisol is all jacked up too, then your, then your melatonin is probably either not being effective because it's yeah, I mean, everything's
0: jacked up when your cortisol is yeah, jacked up. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so so it's it's a lot of it is about that coordination. So basically having more
1: light during the day and less light at night. So opening your blinds is a good thing. Uh, Yes. <laughs> I don't understand how people do that. But there's some people that, especially in the it, summer when it's hot. Well, get it's not it, even opening your blinds. Like you need to get go outside. out in
0: the light. Mm-hmm. Your skin mm-hmm. senses light. That's. I mean, it's huge. So... Um. So more light during the day, less light at night. Um, and you're, you're really on your way to having like the correct timing levels of natural melatonin production. And this is like barring any other like issues you have in your body with, you know, melatonin metabolism and all sorts of things. But
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: that's kind of the basics of that. Um, and one of the things that really plays off of this is thinking about the light we're exposed to before bedtime. So as the day moves on and the sun sets like you really should be powering down your electronics which is a huge first world problem huge huge first world problem mm-hmm. and it's it's something that is very difficult for those of us who are in the entrepreneurial space right because it's, it's a very quiet you know some <laughs> some people you know their side hustles what happens after they put their kids to bed um, or maybe you are you don't have a side hustle as so your main gig but you work after your kids go to bed something like that or you don't have kids and you're like maybe how you chill out is watching tv like that's me i have a hard time turning my brain off so mm-hmm. watching some sort of plot line something that doesn't matter really, really helps yeah something lighthearted. love parks and recreation by the way um i love, love the, the british, office british baking show Ooh i haven't gotten into that yet because i'm afraid i'm gonna like it a lot.
1: i love it i'm surprised at how much i'm not bothered by that i can't eat the things that are on the screen (laughs) or that i don't want to eat the screen but i honestly truthfully wish that i miss i miss baking so much yeah yeah and then and i love the character that they bring through the show the the production is so good you have to check it out okay i'll check it out i probably don't need another tv show to watch though (laughs) cycle Um, it in later sure
0: (laughs) Um, so if you power, so like one of the, the main things you can actually do to improve your sleep quality right away is, um, removing artificial blue light and like that's emitted by electronic screens. So like your phone, your tablet, your computer, um, they actually trigger the body to produce more daytime hormones like cortisol, um, and disorient your body's natural preparation for sleep. So you're going to be in a place where like blue light from your computer mimics the light spectrum from the sun it's not natural mm-hmm. but you get blue light yeah, from the sun sense. so that's part of what makes the sky blue <laughs> so this whole thing like we really we are all on our screen so much and um there i can't remember who it was that i was talking to about sleep the other day and they were like if you even think about it like when you're driving or walking past someone's house and you see it's pitch black in their house but they're watching tv it is such a stark contrast or when you come into bed and you see your partner is like on their phone in bed With like the brightness on normal setting or whatever, even if it's on its lowest setting, it's like, woo, it's a big, big difference. And you're just putting that right in your face.
1: Yeah. So, you know, most people are on their phone before they, right before they go to sleep. I know I am. I do it too. I try not to, especially when I've had a stressful day, I'm at least more mindful of like. I need to put my phone down long before I get in bed.
0: And that's it. I mean, part of powering down is putting your phone down. Yeah. Um, So I think if you're a business owner or if you're someone who's just on your phone and messaging friends, and family, whatever, like try to set some boundaries around that phone time if you can. Um, It's not always doable. I know. Mm-hmm. um and you can set expectations you can let people know when you're not available and they'll respect that but you have to set it if you want someone to respect it right well, i know that and yes. not respond my key mm-hmm. is like i don't respond to people if i think it's an unreasonable time but it depends on who it is like
1: well if sometimes- i'm up at 11 you and i are <laughs> yeah. usually texting back and forth quite a bit And guess he's like oh, i was like <laughs> <laughs> next I i'm gonna start telling you that now i know but i I was going to bed too. It's fine.
0: <laughs> um, so but basically those daytime hormones like cortisol, you're essentially like looking at your screen and telling your body it's daytime, it's daytime, it's daytime still, even yeah, it's though it's not. Cross signal. Exactly. So it's best if you're able to power down. If you're working or watching late, use a blue light blocking software or blue light blocking glasses interesting i didn't know about the software it's called f dot is i think how you say it <laughs> um it's used for Macs right now i don't think there's a pc version of
1: Flux but there might be a different saying like for that. pcs yeah i actually built it into I paid extra and had it built in my prescription glasses
0: <laughs> right so mm-hmm. um so then you can yeah you can do it in your glasses as well you can buy super cheap blue light blocking glasses on amazon they're starting to make them way cuter they were
1: sure cute before. way cuter than oh, they yeah. used to be
0: um another thing to think about too is like you work in, if you work in an office where's a lot of f- where there's a lot of fluorescent light you can wear these all day that's actually um, probably a great idea for somebody in an office situation. there's been some interesting research that actually suggests that the blue light blocking glasses mimic sleep so much that your body will actually sleep less when it's time to sleep oh interesting but you're actually not getting the rest that you need so, so it can make it worse kind of like chewing
1: gum when yeah. you're eating <laughs> yes <laughs> it signals uh, the body chewing, that you're yeah. gonna eat but you're not
0: yeah it's you're faking it out <laughs> so so there's a, you know there's a little there's a balance there so the one thing i do want to say is that um when when you are you know doing the blue light blocking software or the glasses like you really That should not be like a thing you're doing every single day unless you have other good sleep habits and hygiene where you are powering things down. You're relaxing. You can throw on like an amber light, like an amber bulb into all the lamps that you use in the evening and
1: and go to lamps instead of overhead lights at night. If you have dimmers, use the dimmers. I've heard of people even going to candlelight as an extreme to see how we did that.
0: We did that when our son was first born. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And it was because we were, you know, we were, it was like a you know, it can be a super chaotic time in life, but we were both home mm. and my husband was home with us for over nine, like I think it was like almost 10 weeks. Oh, that's so cool. I wish my husband could have done that. Yeah. He's a teacher. So we have that benefit for sure. Um, and he had built up a ton of sick time essentially that he got to use, that's um, so as cool. extended leave, but yeah, so he was home. So we were we were able to have like more of that and I was very hyper aware of trying to like not expose my little tiny baby son to like blue light at night and all of that and so we did a ton of candlelight and like relaxing and that doesn't mean that we never were on our computers or tv or phones or whatever but like the overall environment was a lot more yeah and it actually he slept really well as an infant and I think that was probably part of it so wow that's fascinating yeah so try not to make that a big thing um, another thing I recommend is having a curfew for caffeine consumption. Mm. Um, I, for a, a lot of people, it's like an it's an afternoon thing, but I kind of suggest like noon or I've so. Heard that a lot. Noon. Um, mm. I personally can't really do any time past like two, and I tend to have issues after that. So I just finished my first coffee and only coffee of the day a little bit ago. Hey hey, uh, <laughs> and it's three p.m. here. Um so, having some sort of caffeine curfew because that can really negatively affect your sleep. If you are super sensitive to caffeine, you might just want to think about pulling it out. I know that's hard. But what
1: are kind of some symptoms of caffeine sensitivity besides like can't go to sleep? Like you get jacked when you drink some. Like yeah. it
0: really affects you a lot. I've never um, had that Or issue. you crash from it. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah, that's interesting. Crashing. Well, mm-hmm. A lot of people crash
1: mm-hmm. in, like in the afternoon. Right be- we all are like right before dinner.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of that's blood sugar too, but that's Mm. a separate, separate conversation. (laughs) Um,
1: So what are some of your, I know there's a lot of advice on um, like the, the environment that's like right in front of you, like the light, but what other kind of environmental things can we do to help with our sleep? So
0: you really want to make where you sleep your sanctuary.
1: Mm. Honestly,
0: like you probably shouldn't be doing anything other than sleeping in your room or restful things in your room depending on your living situation, totally. obviously. Yeah. But like if you normally work in your bedroom, your brain I'm looking at you, girl. Because she my has the computers computer. in my yeah, bedroom. I know. So I'm gonna find Mother's
1: space in my I'm, house. Yeah, and she oh. has
0: she does her makeup at, in front of a huge window, and like you need that natural light. I know. Like I said, caveats. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you're do gonna have you to work extra hard to convince your brain well, I that never, you're in a
1: restful space and not a place where you work. Actually, I can tell you because I have been aware of that. Believe it or not, I've been actually pretty aware of that. And the way I counteract that is I make my bed in the morning and I do not get back in it. I don't even sit on my bed unless it's nighttime and time to go to sleep. So your bed is your sanctuary in your room. Yeah, that's good. Um, so a quiet,
0: having it be very quiet, no distractions. So that Mm kind of goes into like, you know, trying not to have TV in the bedroom or, you know, what have you, um, very, a very cool environment. So like use fans, use AC. That's um, been huge for Lucy too. Dark, 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 blackout dark. You can blackout dark. (laughs) Trust me, blackout shades, blackout curtains make it happen. I did that for Lucy, and I think it's made a big difference. I'm for her. positive it has. Cause Cause her her room it's is huge. So, black. <laughs> blackout curtains, like, again, even your skin senses light. So, if you're like, a lot of people that, that I've worked with in the past have been like, oh, during the summer, you know, it's so hot that we have to keep all our windows and our curtains open and everything. And, like, I get that. That's cool. Like, not everybody can afford AC, or it's not always a possibility in whatever space. So, You just do what you can with what you have. And one of the things that is suggested is a sleep mask, but you have to know that you're just not going to get as restful sleep because your skin senses light. Like Mm -hmm. it knows it's going to tell your hormone production to go whoop. It's not just your eyes. Mm -hmm. That's just what you see. Mm -hmm. So that's a piece of it too. Um, But as far as like the temperature goes, keeping it cool is actually more important than the light piece of it because thermoregulation strongly influences your body's sleep cycles.
1: I so, so can relate to this on like an actual like functional mm-hmm. level because uh, Lucy will strip down to her pull-up. Like and she sleeps hot. Like she doesn't sleep in her sheets this time of year even if it's cold in the house. Like she just and Skylar's the same way. They're both just like little engines. They just have so much heat coming out of them. And at the same time that she was having a lot of sleep issues and she was having those night terrors she was hot and we were like doing everything we could and we finally just broke down and made our because our upstairs doesn't get as cold as our downstairs in the summer and we just turned our thermostat down to like 66 at night so it'll get down to like 69 upstairs Mm -hmm. and I can't even tell you she'll keep her shirt on now (laughs) she's like stripping in the middle of the night I mean, she does I and mean, she yeah. doesn't even know she's doing it she wakes up without her clothes on and she's like where are my clothes <laughs> in the what's morning? happening yeah but she's not sweating like and i'm just man yeah i mean honestly studies have found that the
0: ideal room temperature for sleep is around 68 degrees that makes total sense. Yeah, I'm We am like say it this l- to my dad who likes. It I warmer. like it a little cooler ditto. because I like to have blankets no matter what ditto. time of year it is. Ditto, <laughs> ditto. 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 I like. I. I probably should get myself a weighted blanket. Like mm. maybe it's a sensory thing, but I like feeling weight on me while I sleep. It helps me relax. I bet a good thing for me for sleep. I'm just like spitballing <laughs> right now. Would be to grab a weighted blanket and like have that be on me while I'm sitting on the couch before bed. Ooh, yeah. And I start to sit on my new couch. You yeah. excited for that? I can't wait uh, to see it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and um but anyways, so like that the temperature regulation can be huge and it's been shown that anything like above 75 or below 74 will will ca- cause some difficulty with sleep. Um Because when you when it's time for your body to rest, there's an automatic drop in your core body temperature and it helps initiate the sleep cascade. So if the temperature in your environment stays high, then it can bring a bit of like a physiological challenge for your body to get into that ideal state for restful sleep.
1: So I have a question that might revolve around that. So if we've got if we know that we need it to be certain temperature to start that cascade, I'm assuming what time we're sleeping has a huge factor in our sleep quality is yeah so thing? this is
0: actually a really unpopular thing to talk about because oh. <laughs> people have schedules all over the place mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. this is tough but there actually is a right and a wrong time to sleep Ooh. <laughs> yeah so Do sleeping tell. at the right time research suggests that humans get the most significant significant hormonal secretions um and recovery by sleeping during the hours of 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And those for the- me, if I'm working, that's those are the hours that I'm up. Yeah, and then I don't get restful sleep. But I can tell you, if I go to bed at 10 and I wake up at 5, I feel way better than if I go to bed at 2 and I wake up at 7, like mm-hmm. or you know whatever
1: the the equivalent Wait, is. I wonder eight, if, nine. I wonder if these numbers are the same for teenagers, or if they're like bigger, like they need a little bit longer, or like. Yeah, I mean,
0: it just depends on where they're at as far as, like, puberty and everything is concerned, too, because those hormonal shifts definitely demand more rest from the body. So when you say hormonal secretions, what does that mean? Oh, I'm talking about, like, melatonin, cortisol production, um... Anything that helps, like basically, put your body into a restful state, utilizing, okay. metabolizing magnesium, all sorts of things. So
1: oh, okay, so that that also begs to, to think. So there's a lot of late snackers. <laughs> Is that a thing? Does that? I'm sure that has to have an effect on hormonal function. That also affects sleep. Yeah, I mean from a, from
0: a digestive perspective, it's better for you to eat a little ways away from from going to bed um mm-hmm. it's going to help you have more restful sleep it's not about metabolism it's not about if you eat late at night you're going to gain weight like we all know it's about your caloric load for the day and the quality of your food like yes. that's the real real so try not to get too worrisome as far as like eating right before
1: bed makes but makes me feel like we're going it may back change to our- how
0: you're feeling yeah um, i feel better if i have a high protein high fat snack probably two hours before i go to bed yeah um because especially if i'm staying up late like basically it circles around for another meal for me yeah and sometimes i mean if i'm up late working until like midnight or 1 a.m i'll basically eat another meal before i go to bed and then i usually don't eat breakfast the next day Mm -hmm. and i'll take some time because i'm not hungry yet Yeah. Um, and a lot of that probably is I'm not having proper appetite signals because I'm not getting enough sleep or at the right time. So is a
1: good episode for you. Oh, it's great. (laughs) Yeah. No, I go through
0: the same things that you guys all go through. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, I generally recommend for clients, you know, having a snack about 90 minutes before bed. Um, but if you have blood sugar issues, stick to a high protein, high fat, um, or you know, high protein, moderate fat, something like that, and a lower carb option. Um, if you don't have blood sugar issues and you operate well on carbs and feel good that way, have a carby snack with some fat before bed and it will help with sleep, actually. And some people who have adrenal issues, if they're not blood sugar driven necessarily, um, can do really well with a carby snack before bed. But we're talking quality. We're talking like a sweet potato that's got some butter and a good
1: amount of sea salt. Oh, that sounds so good right now. Um, you know, something like that. So, so uh, you had mentioned... Um, I think I think it was recently that if I wanted to if I wanted to be able to do a higher cardio um, option but not like go crazy with my cortisol that also doing a snack like that's appropriate so Mm -hmm. I I could see that also be helpful with my sleep because I know I've got some adrenal dysfunction yeah welcome to the club (laughs) anyway so so yeah
0: I mean honestly it just depends on you, it's such an n equals one thing to figure out what fuel is right for you, just kind of like we talked about in our keto episode. Yeah, um, you know, but also figuring out timing of foods is, is very individualized as well. It's a lot of trial and error, yeah, especially you, when it comes yeah, to sleep. You're, if you're dealing with adrenal issues, like having some salt, fat, and some carbs before bed can be extremely helpful. Um, and what about the, supplements? As far as supplements go, I, you know, honestly, I think the lifestyle pieces of it are, um, the thing I want to emphasize the most, um, but magnesium—it's like mm. the best anti-stress mineral. Um, it's the number one mineral deficiency in the world. Why
1: is that? Is uh, it because we just burn through it so fast? We're or? easily depleted for sure. Is it? Um, I and think it's, it's used, used high for, stress.
0: <laughs> oh, it's used for so many things in the body. So basically. Um, Magnesium helps optimize um, circulation and blood pressure. It balances your blood sugar. It helps relax your muscles. It reduces pain. It calms the nervous system. Like it has so many functions in the body that it gets depleted super fast.
1: So why isn't this being prescribed instead of pain pills? <laughs> I I just, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I started taking magnesium at night to relax my muscles because that was my first signal to me personally that I was having a magnesium deficiency. Because um, it, it felt tense. Because I, oh, I just, I felt like I was literally like, my shoulders were almost up in my ears and I couldn't like get them to chill out and Skylar would try to rub me out and he's like whoa what's happening you are so tense and I'm like I'm trying to relax and I didn't even have a stressful day because sometimes stress for my body is excitement you know or sometimes it's been a day of just full of activity even if I wasn't stressed quote-unquote sure so I don't know that was my first I signal to me that I needed some magnesium at night and it's made a big difference yeah I honestly like it's it's one of the most powerful and the one I actually suggest the
0: most is transdermal if you can Mm. most people have digestive issues to where absorbing magnesium can be an issue if you're taking like glyconate or gluconate or glycinate or there's so many forms (laughs) 8 million
1: different forms are you talking about magnesium oil
0: yeah so magnesium oil uh an epsom salt bath Mm. um frankly i do the oil or a lotion um ancient minerals makes a magnesium oil lotion that i I I really like i use a a spray um uh, yep you can do the spray as well and um because i don't take baths during the summer very much because you
1: i just wish i had time to take a (laughs) bath because of you
0: yeah i know i agree i yeah i don't i I don't make the time to take baths that's for sure i wish i did i love i love 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 taking epsom salt soaks heck yes love I tend to, so if you use natural Epsom salts, they actually have like, like literal mineral sediment that's left in your tub afterwards. Yeah, It's like red. (laughs) Um, And, well, it can be different colors depending on what kind of magnesium you're using. But, um, like, (laughs) I have a couple of friends that I stay with every once in a while that just always have like sediment in their tub. And I'm like, how often do you take magnesium, like Epsom salt baths? And they're just like, oh, you know, like five times a week and I'm like god I envy you (laughs) they're usually my single friends take me with you they're usually my single (laughs) friends uh, who don't have kids so um yes so doing a a bath is good transdermally is definitely how your body is going to absorb it the best um, that being said, some people have skin issues to where, um, transdermal magnesium can be a little drying or itchy or irritating. And so in that case, you can try the lotion because often it's diluted mm. enough that it has carries with other emollients
1: and things like So it's,
0: it's do a little a, bit easier do on do the body. Do you have a placement
1: recommendation or is it produced anywhere your skin Big is Big supposed- areas, mm.
0: arms, thighs, stomach, um, areas where it absorbs, um, quickly. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Any, any other supplemental advice? Yeah. So um, my supplemental advice other than this, you can utilize some herbs um, that help calm the system. Chamomile is great. Um, Kava Kava hmm. has sedative properties and kind of help with uh, sleeplessness and fatigue. So that can help you get into like a deeper, more restful sleep. Um, valerian root is a really moderate sedative and um it helps a lot for people who have a difficult time falling to sleep or feel like really keyed up um and the last thing i want to say is i don't recommend melatonin Mm. it can be very effective for for certain people in certain situations if you're heavily or as like a short-term intervention like let's say you're jet-lagged and you're coming home and you need something to help you reset your sleep schedule sure do melatonin for a couple days Couple days, right? But consistently supplementing with melatonin can actually potentially downregulate the ability of your body to produce its own melatonin mm-hmm. and so you can kind of get yourself stuck with that and not be producing enough melatonin in the long run but it, it just depends on how you metabolize how you make it how often you're using it what the dosage is if you do a super light dose and you do it sparingly and not super consistently or you do it for certain times and light it's not going to be the worst thing so it's yeah. just really easily abused people kind of like for oh sure. I'm going go to go to totally. this natural supplement but people don't think of this it's a hormone Yep, that's hormone replacement Mm -hmm. (laughs) is basically what's happening there so people aren't as careful with melatonin as i would like yeah so i don't usually have people use it or recommend it except for very specific cases well
1: i think that if you have a provider who's caring for you and is like monitoring you through your process i think that's one thing but if you've just if you're self-supplementing It's That's such a scary place to go because you don't want to become dependent upon something that you don't need to become dependent upon otherwise. That's kind of my thoughts on doing something like melatonin. It's just, it's not a magic cure-all. No. It's a a band-aid that will come off and it should come off. Yep. Anyway, those are my thoughts. I think that uh, sleep can be so elusive for so many people that this episode is like very important for a lot of people, especially with my recent, like watching Lucy and seeing how restorative if it's been for her in the last five days, even, I mean, is she, and she still wakes up like once, maybe she's like two nights out of the last five, but she calmly comes in my room, gets in my bed and goes right back to sleep. That I think she can handle and I can handle because it's still, you know, kids get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, but she's not waking up every two hours, um, moaning and crying and she's not flailing around in her bed you know so it's I think it's important to discuss the importance of how it can help you physically mentally you know and what kind of steps you can take like this is really tangible advice you know I love it happy to give it yeah so thank you I so, need so much to receive for that. it too as I mentioned before yes so <laughs> so once we put this out you're gonna refer to it I'm gonna say Cassie have you listened to our episode? <laughs> well, I have to in order to write show notes. Right? So. <laughs> so she's going to follow up in like a week or so and be like, okay, this is what I said. I'm going to do this. <laughs> yes. So wait, is that going to be your what's up? Is your <laughs> sleep
0: going? I'm working on my sleep. It's actually going to be one of my focuses for August. I try awesome. to write, I write monthly intentions for myself. And mm. this is kind of, we could do this in our episode about some personal development, but um. yeah, I I like to set some intentions and some most of them are around self-care because I suck at it.
1: Mm. That's just the that's the facts. It's it takes a lot of habit and a lot of time and a lot of intention to be good at self-care or at anything on that realm. And I think that's why it's such a hard thing for our generation. It didn't get talked about how to take care of yourself. Well, I
0: al- I also and I don't know if this is... I think this is generational, I think it's cultural, I think it's being a mom, I think it's being a business owner, but like just it's so hard to get yourself out of that cycle of being reactionary mm-hmm. rather and
1: being intentional instead. I think that's why that word's so buzzy right now, intentional. Oh, yes. It's so hard. It's hard. It's hard to get into. Yeah. And I think once you get there, you have to constantly check in with yourself. And I think that's why it's so important to have like a whole episode on sleep. Cause yeah, that's girl. a check-in that needs to happen often. So thank Absolutely. you so much for your wisdom and your research and your expertise and all the the knowledge. I know that you've imparted to some of your clients. So thank you so much for that. Well, it was
0: my pleasure. Thank you for letting me geek out and, and chat about this stuff with you guys. So Um, all of the deets on these recommendations, any supplements I mentioned, any strategies will be in the show notes for you guys to reference. And, uh, we can't wait for you to join us on our next episode.
1: Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.